Today we're recording remotely and talking about unpopular opinions. I'm Noah, and this is Easy Talk. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Today we are talking about unpopular opinions. Yes, our hottest takes, and it's only springtime. So uh, Greg and I obviously have come up with some very interesting ones, but we also have a very special guest today, and that is my girlfriend, Grace. So say hello. Hi, everyone. So happy to be here. Yeah, well, we are going to be talking uh, a lot about things that society probably would not accept as true. However, since we're talking about it, they are objectively true, and it's the only way to go. So uh, what, do you, what do you have so far for us? Um, any unpopular opinions, that uh, anything you'd like to add or anything you want to start out with? Well, first of all, I want to know when you started calling me by my first name. Well, you know, when we're talking about the podcast and everything, you know, I, I have to do that. It's part of our, uh, it's part of our gimmick. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, okay. Okay. It's, it's only well, out of respect. It's just so the audience member knows. Okay. Well, I should Not say to our, what's that, Grace? You're not just father and son anymore. You're co-hosts. Exactly. We go. We're, business, we're business partners. You know, we're local legends um, of our town. So, you know, when the sign is uh, officially erected, then, you know, they're going to have to remember the names that we call mm-hmm. each other. So mm-hmm. I want to be sure to tell our listeners that this topic came with great ease to us because when we were uh, talking about what we would, you know, what our next topic was for episode, what, 14, Noah? Oh, my gosh. This must be 14. Yeah. I think it's 14. Noah said to me, well, unpopular opinion should be easy for you because you don't like anything. (laughs) You know, he's a contrarian by nature. Is he pragmatic or is he just pessimistic? The world may never know. But he does have a lot of interesting opinions on things. Mm -hmm. Things he's told me over time and things that I've only recently learned and a couple things that I'm going to learn uh, in the next few minutes. So do you want to start us off with your unpopular opinion? I will start us off. All right. The Empire Strikes Back is not the best installment of the original Star Wars trilogy. All right, before we go further on that, what is the best installment? The best installment is Return of the Jedi. Yes, that Episode is six. true, in my opinion. Um, I think a lot of people would be uh, very angry with this take, of course. But uh, why do you think people uh, would disagree with you? Uh, what, what makes... Yeah, I, well, first of all... Much better? I have to say that right now, my friend Chris is shaking his head and he's planning on the text he's going to send me to tell me how vehemently he disagrees with me. Um, you know, I think across the board, most people, most critics uh, remember that The Empire Strikes Back was a stronger installment than the original Star Wars film, A New Hope, episode four. But for me, I don't know if it was just because my expectations were so great or because, as I've said in our original podcast episode, episode one, that I really prefer films that offer some sense of closure. So for me, and again, these are unpopular opinions, for me, episode five, The Empire Strikes Back, was not as satisfying as episode six, Return of the Jedi. Do I think it's a better film than Star Wars episode four, uh, A New Hope? Yes, but in my opinion, it is not the best of the three first films. I think that's fair. And, you know, Grace doesn't really have a horse in this race, but it's mm-hmm. very telling that as a non-Star Wars fan, Grace has seen about three to four, maybe five of the different films, and she has not seen The Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. So that tells me 
that even non-fans are just not really drawn to that movie. Mm -hmm. But I will say, we're not saying that it's a bad film. In fact, it's quite good because first of all, it's Star Wars. But second of all, you were talking about closure. And I think what people liked most about it was that Star Wars maybe in a time where there weren't many successful sequels or there was nothing like Star Wars, the fact that a big budget blockbuster film could be uh, could follow such a film like A New Hope <clears throat> was pretty incredible at the time. So I think it was more so people were surprised. And of course, everybody remembers that revelation that we can't talk about because Grace hasn't seen it. <laughs> but I will say that... Um, Return of the Jedi is far more creative, in my opinion, and it's a lot more fun to watch. And that's the one that I most recently watched and maybe fell asleep during. <laughs> no, you saw A New Hope. Uh, we, okay. don't, we, we don't want to anger the Star Wars <laughs> listeners too much. That's here. right. We, we uh, should move on because we're losing, we're losing listeners. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, ladies first, Grace, what is your unpopular opinion? My unpopular opinion is I'm just not a big, I'm just not a big beer person. I'm not a fan of beer. Mm. And in my unpopular opinion, <laughs> and this is probably one that a lot of people will not understand, is that it tastes like liquid Fritos to me. Every time I tell anyone about it, no one ever gets what I'm saying. But I have like every different, even all the different kinds of beer out there, every time I drink it, liquid Fritos. First thing that comes to mind don't understand it. I don't, it makes people bloated. It takes so much to drink if your end goal is, you know, feeling a type of way. Don't understand. You know, and I think you're <laughs> speaking facts there, but I think for the most part, in my, um, from my perspective, Grace, I think you tried, you gave it an honest uh, shot at liking beer. <laughs> you know, there's uh, people our age, you know, they want to go to craft breweries. They want to try out new, exciting things, you know, cause there's a million different beers. And much like myself, who thinks of himself as a coffee drinker, but only recently started, just so I could just say I'm a coffee drinker. Not really a Grace, coffee drinker. Yeah, not really. I mean, not compared to this guy over here. And you come with me to get coffee. Exactly. All so, <laughs> so Greg and Grace, two Gs, are big time coffee drinkers. I understand that, you know? For Grace, it's the same way. I like beer enough. Grace tried to like beer, but she doesn't I really, really like it too much. I really tried, you know, and it just doesn't do it for me. She's more of a seltzer girl. And I I don't know how else to explain why, but like, I don't want to drink liquid Fritos, you know, <laughs> for fun. I'd rather just like buy a bag of Fritos. And I mean, do y'all understand what I say? What I, what I mean when I say that? I know what you're getting at, but <laughs> I think it is an incredibly unique take. But that's awesome because... <laughs> I mean, I've always thought that well, ever since I turned 21. I think it's a fresh perspective and I really appreciate that. Thank so. you. What do you think, Greg? I'm not a beer fan at all. So I don't know that I think they taste like Fritos, but uh, I don't like, I don't like beer at all. Um, and the other thing too, I just want to point out is I'm, I'm keeping score here on the number of times that Noah calls me Greg in this episode. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha All right. So uh, moving on to uh, one of my unpopular opinions the Matrix, which was released in 1999, has aged uh, terribly, and I don't think it's a very good film overall. Now, let me preface this by saying that uh, back before um, the 21st century, it was new, original, and probably blew a lot of people's minds with the special effects of the time. That's where I sort of have a problem with the movie now. Um, for one, it has this gray green filter over it that was so common in the 90s 
and was really just kind of gross to look at. So it kind of cheapens the film a bit. And second of all, the plot. Oh my gosh. Can you explain the matrix? You've seen it, right? I, I, I have seen the matrix. I cannot explain it. So in a nutshell, the plot is humans are living within a simulation called the matrix. Apparently, uh, artificial intelligence got smart enough to be able to uh, go to war with humans. So they've created uh, this sort of simulation called Zion. And that's where Keanu Reeves lives. But Keanu Reeves is considered to be the one, like the chosen one cliche in all these movies. And so it's a mixture of science fiction with kung fu fighting, crazy bullet time, which was new uh, to their credit. It was original. But it's kind of just a mishmash of things that are interesting to look at, but ultimately fall flat in my opinion. I was bored the entire time and the movie definitely feels like it's runtime. It's well over two hours if I'm not mistaken. And I did watch it in 2015, but I have to say 15 years later, uh, or even if I had watched it 15 years before, I was two when it came out. Honestly, I, I, I doubt I would have liked it um, had I seen it a decade earlier. So I, I don't think The Matrix is a great film. I'd like Keanu Reeves as an actor, but I have to say the acting in The Matrix, it's all hokey. It's pretty weird that it was received so well, but I think just because a movie has a novel concept that people haven't seen before doesn't necessarily make it good. And so that's what I think about The Matrix. Hmm. I wish okay. I could comment. haven't seen the movie. I have seen it featured in things, but I have not seen the film. Yeah, fair enough. I haven't watched the sequels, and I know uh, I know you did, right? I don't even know that I did. But today is very much Matrix Day because I attended a presentation, uh, and the whole theme was the Matrix films. So, but that's a whole other story. Mm-hmm. Let me move on to my next uh, <laughs> opinion. That's probably going to be very unpopular. Parks and Recreation. Parks and Rec <clears throat> is better than The Office. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. I. It's interesting, and I think other people have said this before, but uh, a lot of people I know have said they'll be on a Parks and Rec binge, and they're like, oh my gosh, this is so much better than The Office, and then they go on an office binge again, and then they say, oh my gosh, I actually do like this better than Parks and Rec, so it's kind of a trade-off every time, but I have to say, generally speaking, I just like Parks and Rec better simply because of the character development over time and the fact that it's all bright, upbeat, happy. And I generally find it funnier. I do love love the dry humor of The Office, but at the same time, it's, you know, it's not always something I can watch continuously. Hmm. Grace, what do you think? You've seen both. Oh, see, this is a really tough one because I feel like every time I'm watching one of them, like Noah said, I'm like, wow, okay, yeah, I like this one better. I would say that I really appreciate Parks and Rec because of how lighthearted it is. And I agree, the character development is so quality and you get so invested in the characters. Um, But I don't know, I find myself often going back to the office, like it's just a very good show to watch, you know, when you don't know what else to watch or you just want a good laugh. Like I... excuse me I would say I return back to the office to Mm -hmm. watch more so than I do Parks and Rec and I don't know maybe I don't know why that is but I just so I guess for me I would disagree I I guess I would say I like the office more than Parks and Rec but I do understand what you mean and why you feel that way so you're telling me Leslie Nope does not have your uh support for when she runs for president (laughs) interesting okay okay i all right michael scott I, i'm just I, I, wow okay i'm totally a little sebastian kidding. fan 
<laughs> I'll just say this. Um, I love The Office. In fact, last night, I just wanted some comfort food television and I popped yeah. on The Deposition, the episode of The Office. Great episode. Um, that's, an, uh, that's a good one. But of course, you could say that about just about every episode of The Office. Here's my thing. Um, the Office is more inconsistent mm -hmm. than Parks and Rec. I think Parks and Rec has a sweeter tone because of our national treasure in Definitely. Amy Poehler. Not yep. that Mike, not that uh, Steve Carell isn't a national treasure because they both are, but there's just something about the character development that you described, Noah, and the characters. I think it's a smaller ensemble too in Parks and Rec, so yep. it helps us get yeah. to know the characters better uh, than we ever do in The Office. But overall, I could watch them both over and over again. And honestly, Grace, I'm with you. I watch The Office episodes over and over again. They are so outrageous. So yeah, outrageous. and I think uh, in the conversation between what you were saying, uh, comfort food television shows, Parks and Rec and The that. Office are pretty synonymous for the most part. You know, uh, people generally categorize them together. But I'd say the number one thing that I appreciated about Parks and Rec that The Office didn't have is that in Parks and Rec, I felt like they were all friends. I felt like they were a network mm -hmm. of people who were supporting each other and interested in one another, even if they annoyed one another. In The Office, which maybe to its credit does really well, I just feel like they're a bunch of people who are forced to be around each other, but don't truly care about one another. They know one wow. about, about one another, but it's not like there's actually a connection. So That's, for hmm. me, it was better to watch Parks and Rec in that way. Yeah, I can see that, but <clears throat> I don't know. When I, when I feel, I kind of feel differently. I feel like there definitely is a connection between the characters in the office because uh -huh. they're always doing things together you know, going to people's houses for like little parties, like the date, the date night or whatever that episode is called, the dinner party, the dinner party. But did, and uh, they're, I mean, they, it's true that they did don't- Did Pam and Jim want to be there? No, I mean, it's true that they don't necessarily want to be together, but the fact that they're kind of forced to at their job kind of makes creates, it, it makes it funnier, but it also does because there are so many parts of the show where you really do get to see the heart of the characters and mm -hmm. you do get, they, it does show that they actually do care about each other. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't want to give spoilers about the end when certain things happened. <laughs> There was a lot of emotion between the characters, if y'all know what I mean. Yeah, I do remember watching the finale, and I think that I think that is a good point to make, and something that maybe I overlooked. But I have to say, I usually watch the first four seasons of The Office, yeah. so maybe it feels that way to me more so. I have yeah. not seen past season five, so I, I can't. You haven't really... seen it at all. No. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think those are definitely the prime seasons, though. A hundred percent. And I yeah. would agree that Parks and Rec does stand very, it stays very strong throughout all of it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So moving on, we have another <laughs> unpopular opinion from Grace. What do you have, babe? So I would, okay. I know this might be super random, but like, what is all this rage about watermelon? <laughs> I don't understand it. I really don't. <clears throat> like, it, it doesn't really taste like anything. This is an excellent observation. I completely agree. I'm totally on board already. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, like you have to like pick the seeds out because you can't eat them. It's gross. It's like liquid all over your face. I don't like that. And well, you know, then, if you eat the seed, then a watermelon will grow in your stomach. Wow. That's yeah. the big danger about wow, it. Wow. Yeah, that's really dangerous. Better yeah. watch out. Um, 
you know, but yeah, I just don't understand why everyone's so obsessed with watermelon. And then to take it a bit further, all the watermelon scented like chapsticks and watermelon candy and all the like watermelon flavored things. I just don't, I don't get what all the rage is about it. And I feel like I just see it everywhere. You know, I even follow one person on Instagram and in her bio, it says watermelon lover. Like, I just don't, I just don't understand that. You should just, here's my thing with watermelon. (laughs) What? My thing with, my thing with watermelon is watermelon has no flavor, except that there is watermelon flavor, everything else, Mm -hmm. but the watermelon itself doesn't taste like that because it doesn't taste like anything. Yeah. That's such a good point. Yeah. That's such a good point. And, you know, during those summer days as a kid, I remember, you know, there would usually be a choice at a cookout between ice cream and watermelon. Uh, first of all, I have a huge problem with the fact that people think fruit is any kind of dessert or sweet treat uh, <laughs> that, you know, is deserved <laughs> of uh, being next to something like ice cream. But the thing is, I, I just never understood that. I never understood why people, people couldn't get enough of it. They ate it like candy is what I'm saying. And, but my mm-hmm. main problem with watermelon is that it's in the melon family. Yep. There's not one melon that don't I like. like I don't, I mean, I like high C watermelon flavored, but at the same time, <laughs> that's not even really watermelon. That's just something that was made on a production line. So can I say that it is truly good in any sense of the word? I think not. Yep. So, Great take. I completely agree. And I also completely agree with the not liking anything under the melon in the melon family. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. It takes up all the fruit cups that you order from anywhere. And you know why? So you know why? they're cheaper. Because the melons are cheaper. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yep. My, my, friends, my friends, Chris and Donna, who might be listening, are <laughs> smiling now because whenever we go out to a certain restaurant, I get the fruit cup or the side of fruit. And I always say no melons. Yeah, wow, that's so smart. You know what? That's a power move. That's what I'm saying. That's, I mean, I could go on about this, but <laughs> a, a great point. You know, when you go to a restaurant and you try to exhibit some self-control, a little bit of discipline, right. set the fries, you're going to be like, I'm going to be that person yep. and get a fruit cup. Going to go for the fruit so cup. So you courageously order that fruit cup at least expecting a good assortment of grapes, yes. maybe pineapple, apples, right. but then they fill. 75% of it right. with all of these melons. I don't understand. Yeah, it. Cantaloupe, cantaloupe yeah. honeydew melon, take- watermelon. No, it's right. all cheap. No. Yeah. Problem. And if you're going to take that risk to like for not getting the fries, you want it to be worth it because that's yeah. a big risk to take. And that I'm going is back to the fries. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't really incentivize me to keep ordering fruit cups, you know? That's what I'm saying. It's like, they're doing this to us. Right. You know? <laughs> it's not me. It's them. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. All right. Uh, we are we have exhausted ourselves on the hatred of the Mellon family. So we are going to move on uh, to another unpopular opinion. And that is about cereal. I think cereal is the greatest food of all time, not only because it is incredibly versatile, possibly the most versatile food of all time, but also because it can be eaten dry or with milk. Hey, you're lactose intolerant. No problem. You can have any assortment of cereals. You can have plain, you can have sweet, you can have savory. They have every type of cereal on the planet and almost every popular candy brand or, you know, other types of like, you know, sweet foods have had some kind of collaboration with cereal. So you can mix bland and sweet, or you can just have one or the other. Do you want milk? No, maybe not tonight. Then you can have those, put it in a bag, save it for trail mix or something like that, and then move on. I think cereal (laughs) is 
vastly underappreciated even with how prominent it is. I don't think mm. people are truly gripping just how you can have cereal at least once a day in my case for a long time. Many mm. times. Noah, how strongly do you feel about cereal? Do you like cereal? I'm just curious. I can't tell. I don't like cereal. I love <laughs> cereal. You can have it for breakfast, lunch, dinner, a snack. It is appropriate at any time during the day. You well, know all I can say is you are my son. I completely agree. My father loves cereal. Your father loves cereal. I'm done. Mm. Yeah, see, <clears throat> I see you and I hear you. Okay, okay. Right, and I can't argue with some of the points that you made. Then don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I will, I cannot agree with the fact that cereal is the most versatile food. Don't tell me all. it's bread because cereal's bread, basically. I'm not going to say it's bread, but like, I just can think of so many foods that there are so many options to do with them. You know what I mean? What's more versatile? Chicken. Chicken? You can put you anything put chicken in chicken. Milk? <laughs> you can only have That's chicken dry. <laughs> okay. That's a good point. <laughs> but like, I still, I don't know. I just, I don't know if I can fully get behind that point. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I personally am not a cereal lover at all. I don't care about it. I never think about it. I don't need it. Um, so Grace and I are going to go have a talk <laughs> real quick, um, but we'll be back soon. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I can't, I've never really understood cereal. I like Reese's Puffs, but that's really it for me. You know what? I just don't get it. I see you. I hear you. I like Crave too. I do like Crave. Yeah. You know, I really appreciate your just incorrect <laughs> uh, perspective on this, but I'm so thankful that you shared. You're awesome. You know that? You're awesome. <laughs> and you're awesome. We you, can agree to disagree. Exactly. And you Okay, but before I move on to my last uh, unpopular opinion, I do need to ask you, Noah, what is your favorite cereal? Oh, without a doubt. Special K. The perfect right. base or just whole for anything, uh, anything that involves cereal. I think it's great. And what's my favorite cereal? Oh, gosh. Um, Crave. No, not Crave. No. It's not Quaker Oats either, is it? Oh, it's Raisin Bran. No, it's not. Honey Bunches of Oats. No, let me let me put you out of your misery here. Okay. Um, Lucky Charms. Uh, you yeah. never Aww. eat Lucky Charms. You, I, you must you, have. You all are hearing this correctly. The 52-year-old likes Lucky Charms and the 23-year-old <laughs> likes Special K. Or, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Lucky Charms aren't bad. I don't have them very often. <laughs> but mixed together with Special K, that's a winning combo mm -hmm. to me. There you go. Yeah. And you know what's right. funny about your love for Special K? We can move on. But I just think it's really <laughs> funny that you are someone that just loves the most bland cereal out there. But then you just absolutely love the spiciest hot sauce that you can find. Like, it's so funny to me. I think simply put, I just love food. <laughs> I just love food. You know, it's just a great All right. Well, speaking of food, I'm going to transition <laughs> to my last <laughs> all right, all right. Unpopular opinion. Okay. And that is Chick-fil-A just isn't all that great. I just don't get it. Now, now for those who have listened to our episode on chain restaurants, you know how I feel about Chick-fil-A. I just don't get it. It's fine. I like the waffle fries. I like the frosted coffee. The coffee itself is terrible, but you don't go to Chick-fil-A for coffee. You go for chicken. And the chicken is fine, but I can get a better grilled chicken sandwich at Wendy's. Oops, I said that. Have you had Chick-fil-A breakfast? Yeah. I have. And you know, Chick-fil-A breakfast, I, you know, you got to spend 10 bucks and you're, then you're still hungry. 
You've had guess both what? chicken minis and the chicken biscuit. I'm going to grill you And here. the scramble. Have you had the chicken scramble? I have had the uh, breakfast burrito, which is quite good. But, you know, it's also overpriced. And I don't know. I just I, I just don't get it. Chick-fil-A is fine. I just am not going to sit in that line and, and wait for it. It's not that great. Sorry. You know, if there was ever a fast food chain to be blessed, I, I feel like it's Chick-fil-A. I couldn't agree more. You know, pretty much 99% of the time, I go to Chick-fil-A consciously and I wait in line for a long time. It's a little too expensive. But, you know, once I'm done eating, I was like, yeah, that was a great idea. I pat myself yeah. on the back. Just, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I feel good. It, it tasted amazing. And see, for me, I, I finished eating. I spent all that money and I'm still hungry. And then I'm mad. Well, so. that's, your, that's your own fault. I mean, like you can go eat other stuff, I'm eat mad. more Chick-fil-A, eat more Chick-fil-A. I mean, they do wow. these amazing, um, it was like frosted lemonades. And you know me, I don't really like ice cream that much, but they do this amazing frosted lemonade in the summertime. And I know that you like their seasonal shakes. Um, I think, uh, I mean, at a certain point, you know, with how many years you have left, you know, you can't <laughs> keep just giving things a chance too much. You can't, you got to stick with what you know, but um, I would say that uh, I completely disagree um, with that opinion, but that's what makes it, that's what makes it good because mm. when we can agree to disagree, um, I, I, I think um, even with what we've established on the last episode, um, it's amazing. It's amazing that you think that way. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing that you think and that it, way. And it's amazing. And also I see, and I hear you, but <laughs> I also couldn't disagree more with that. <laughs> Look, you all go to Chick-fil-A. I'm going across the street to Zaxby's. Okay. Wow. Yeah. See, Chick-fil-A, like, that's just an amazingly hot take because for me, Chick-fil-A is, it is the pinnacle of just quality fast food, best chicken out there, best fries out there. I just love all the flavors and how they go together, you know, and I never, ever regret getting Chick-fil-A. Never once. You know, I'm pretty sure that you could be, um, held in a court of law for this not liking <laughs> the empire strikes back disliking chick-fil-a mm-hmm. and um what was uh, what was your other one uh it was marks and rec is better than the office mm-hmm. okay that one's good uh, that, that might get okay. you off on the technicality um yeah <laughs> i'm glad you approve yeah it certainly is okay so i think we've exhausted our unpopular opinions unless you have uh, another burning one that you'd like to share i do have Uh, i'm I'm done with my three but i need to hear i'm gonna hear grace's next one i do have a pretty controversial one so hold on hold on so so i am a big dog lover i'm a big animal lover as a whole love animals love dogs but I got cats as you both know a couple months ago and I do have the sweetest cats in the world I will say that and I just think that there are some pretty big pros to owning a cat versus owning a dog you know I'm just gonna say it they are lower maintenance you don't have to you can leave them at home for like a day or two, just making sure they have food and water and everything like that. They don't need to be taken out for the bathroom. Um, I mean, they cuddle with you. I just, they clean themselves. I just think there's a lot of pros to having cats. And I'm not going to say they outweigh having a dog because I love dogs and I want a dog, you know, but I just got, I don't know. I think cats at least my cats. There's a lot of pros there. 
Okay. Um, yeah, not to get political here, but I'm just going to say I disagree and move on. All right. <laughs> I don't want to hear your thoughts. I also would love to. No, hear I don't want to get too political. Okay. <laughs> you know, there's know, cat people very... and there's dog people. Well, the thing is, I wouldn't really say that I'm a cat person. I would just say I'm also a dog person. I love both. I love both. You know, I'm a dog person, and it will remain that way. And I think that's all I have to say on that matter. <laughs> but we know that you have had cats and dogs. Now, what life. do you think about that? You as in Greg, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I did. I grew up a cat person, but I have become a dog person. Um, I think you make some valid points, Grace. I completely agree with you. There are a whole lot less uh, of an effort to maintain, but I've got two huge dogs and they have a very big piece of my heart. So I got to go with dogs on this one, but I, I totally get it. We can, I can respect and understand where you're coming from because uh, um, I, I don't disagree. Yeah, fair enough. Definitely. All right, Thank Z. You. Thank you for that opinion. Um, I am all out of mine, uh, but I think we are going to go straight into our recommendation territory. Um, so uh, for myself, uh, I'm going, I haven't seen it yet, but for any HBO Max subscribers out there, uh, a new big movie just dropped, and that is Mortal Kombat. Um, and you can watch it if you want. It's based on a long-running video game, but apparently it's not too video gamey. It's very action-oriented, and it is rated R, so determine whether you want to watch it or not through uh, that, but um, it's important to remember it's another big Warner Brothers picture that was originally going to be distributed uh, normally uh, for COVID, but uh, now you have an opportunity to watch it, and I think you have a month, and it dropped on... Friday, I believe. So uh, make use of that. Mm. <clears throat> okay. Thank you. My recommendation is a TV show. And um, it's one I discovered, honestly, while I was quarantining uh, earlier this year. And it's called The Sinner. And there are three seasons. It's on Netflix. And I watched, I'm watching them in the reverse order. I watched season three first, really liked it. Now I'm into season two. And I didn't think I was going to like it, but it's got me hooked. So um, Bill Pullman is the detective and it's different storylines each time. And it's quite compelling and um, I highly recommend it. So The Sinner, check it out. It's on Netflix. All right. So it did convince you. You did end up watching. Yes. I'm liking uh, season two a lot. You should watch it. Yeah. um, Let's finish this season of Curb Your Enthusiasm if we can. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Grace, do you have a recommendation? I'm not really watching, huh? What did we just have? Oh, well, <laughs> if the if uh, y'all's audience is not on TikTok, there is a really big recipe going around where you, so you obviously like make pasta normally and then you put tomatoes and any kind of cheese. Tonight we did goat cheese and you put them in the oven for like 20 minutes bake them and then you mix all the ingredients together and it just makes this really yummy cheesy pasta and we used um bonza which is like this chickpea pasta packed with protein all the good stuff doesn't make you feel bad after you eat it and um yeah i couldn't agree i can uh, recommend that more it's really delicious and i don't feel bad after i eat it yeah that Guilt was free 
sensational mm -hmm. pasta. So thank you very much for making that awesome discovery. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everybody, everybody should try that. Um, goat cheese was yes. what you used to, right? Yeah. And the bonza, bonza pasta is super important here. In my opinion, tastes exactly like normal pasta, but a lot healthier. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. If you couldn't tell, uh, because of sound quality, we are remotely doing this podcast. Uh, it ended up that we were in separate places by the time we wanted to record. So uh, that's how that's happening. But um, and we knew our audience was waiting for the new episode that will premiere mm -hmm. at 6 a.m. Wednesday, per usual. Yes. So you can look forward to our regular schedule, mm -hmm. of course. We don't want to deviate from that because we know that there is a high expectation and a large influx of uh, new listeners that are just, you know, raring to go with each new episode. So um, thank you for listening to our last one. We forgot to promote it or I forgot to promote it, um, but uh, much appreciated. And we're looking forward to uh, releasing uh, more stuff on time consistently. Yeah. So um, I'm Noah. I'm Greg. I'm Grace. And this is Easy Talk.